Yo, 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 what it do, man? It's been a long time, long time. I do apologize for my my tardiness, man. Like I said, we had a lot going on. Um, we had a lot of things we've been doing as far as coaching. Um, so I just had to had to get time to myself, man, get my get my mental right, get everything together. Our season is over. Um, it didn't finish how um, I wanted it to finish, man, but um, impacting the young man's lives are just what's most important, man. So I want to, you know, want to say thank you for everybody who's been waiting for the podcast. Um, I've been hearing a lot about guests. People want to know when we're going to have guests. Um, I'm in the works of that, man. I'm in the works of putting together a nice little guest list uh, to come speak to us, talk to us about things basketball related, um, and just 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 to make the podcast more interesting. Um, but once again, like I said, we are very excited um, and happy that you guys have have tuned into the Negro Athlete Podcast. Um, like I said, it's been it's been a while, man. Been here about three weeks, man. Lots been going on for the past three weeks. Um, but before I, I get started, man, this podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out. Big shout out. Y'all can see it up over here right now. Um, my Lady Rockets basketball team. Um, my fourth and fifth grade girls basketball team. Um, we won the city championship three weeks ago. Ironic, man. It's been three weeks. Um, won the city championship. These girls did an amazing job. Um, we had an undefeated season, so we went 7-0. and um, Every game we had was um, somewhat competitive. Championship game was very competitive against two undefeated teams. And these young ladies pulled it out, man. So I told them um, I would give them a, a special shout-out um, during the podcast. So this is their special shout-out. They were wanting it. Um, they, they watched the podcast. So big shout-out to my Lady Rockets basketball team for winning the Muncie, Indiana Girls Elementary School Championship. Um, like I said, these young ladies did an amazing job. They were a fun group to be around. I'm a joyous group to be around. Um, their energy was very infectious. Like I said, man, these young ladies are are destined for greatness, destined to do great things, and not just basketball-wise. Like, I know we talk about basketball on the podcast, but um, they're destined to do so many great things beyond basketball. Like um, They're just great individuals. They're great human beings. They're great people. Um, they were raised by, by great parents, and you know I appreciate them for giving me the opportunity to to coach their the young ladies. So um, big shout out to them from the Hoop Nerd Podcast. I got to get them doing the Hoop Nerd. Uh, we do it in school all the time, man. That's just just that thing and what they do. So, you know, big shout out to them. Um, this today's podcast is it's a is an interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting a real good official to come in and try to talk to us when it comes to the game of officiating. Um, because this... That's the that's the thing in the game that gets everybody in the uproar, right? It's officials. Um, we had our fair share um, of, of officials um, in high school, but even when you go down to elementary, man, um, we had a we had some some fun some fun times during our games, man. Um, we had some really good officials. Um, and we had some officials understanding that they got to call it a certain way um, just because of the way the game is, is played in elementary level to middle school to high school could lead to be professional. 
so on and so on, right? Um, officials get a bad rap, right? Officiating is a thankless job. So no matter what you do, how well you are, you're, you're never just you're never going to get. You know what? You did a great job. You know some officials. Somebody's going to feel, you know, whether it's a parent, whether it's a player, um, whether it's a coach, a spectator, they're always going to talk about, well, you missed this call. Or why did you do this? Why did you do that? And you could have did a great game. Like, you could have did a phenomenal game. But someone is always going to have a problem with the way you officiated the game. Okay? We, we know that. So let's just throw that on the table. That's just what you got to deal with when you're an official. You got to understand that the the criticism that comes with the game, the good, the bad, the ugly, is just something that you're going to have to deal with, right? I mean, that that's they they teach you that and tell you that, you know, before you even consider taking this job. Hey, it's a tough job. Everybody can't do this job. You know, you got you to gotta stay calm. You got to stay mild-mannered. There's so much you have to do with this game that's just like, is it worth it, right? Um, so officiating is very tough. Um, in the midst of officiating, sometimes it feels as though official have, officials have to appease everyone, right? Um Sometimes as an official, you ha- you have to understand. So my, my gripe with officials sometimes is is just being approachable. All right, a lot of these, a lot of officials aren't approachable. A lot of them are are individuals who feel like you know what I made this call. I'm sticking with this call, I don't care what you say. I I called this for a reason, and I'm keeping this call, which is understandable. You're supposed to. You can't change it. But allow me as a coach to talk to you and ask you, why you make this call? What did you see? Right. And I, I speak from an uh, from coming from an assistant, okay? So I'll start, I'll start with the way we officiate the game. Okay. I've officiated a couple games in my life. I'm not a licensed official. I don't that's not something I dream about. Not something I want to do. Um and sidebar, I'm going to keep this banner up right here for the rest of the show. So if you're watching a podcast, you'll see the the elementary school championship picture um, that I have posted on the on the video because um, I told the young ladies I would do that and this podcast is all about them. Um, like I said, so I want them, I want to show them their love and show them that you know I greatly appreciate them. So the picture will be up the whole show. Um, but when you when you come into the game um, in regards to officiating the game, right? You have. Uh, Levels, right? So when I'm in elementary school, right, you get away with a little bit more, okay? So elementary school, it's not going to be a lot of travels calls. It's not going to be a lot of double dribbles. Um, it has to be more excessive before officials say, I'm calling this trap or I'm calling this double dribble or I'm calling this foul. You know, it has to be excessive to the point where, okay, I have to call this call. Which is warranted. It's understandable. Okay, so I can speak on our 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 season, and then leading into elementary school playoffs and championship, semifinals and championship. Okay, um, I I tried to teach my girls the the right way to play the game. 
when it comes to dribbling the basketball, not putting two hands on it. Once you pick it up, you got to shoot a pass. Um, you got to put the ball down before you can run. You know, similar. you're teaching the fundamentals of the game, okay? Um, the nuances and levels of the game is what you're, what you're, you're beginning to teach. Um, so when it transitions to the game, a lot of officials in elementary school want the game to continually go. So they're not going to call. Um, they're not going to call the small little ticky tack and things like. You're not going to get a lot of travel calls. You're not going to get a lot of double dribble calls. Um, like I said, it has to be excessive in order for that official to call it, right? Uh, so regular season, we had a lot of individuals running, um, running from one end of the floor to the other end of the floor. Uh, my team did a great job of understanding what you can and cannot do. Um, and then it transitioned to when we went to the second half of the season when we went to our playoffs. Okay, but at the beginning of the season, um, officials gave you know a lot of opportunity for you to run, um, jump, spin, dip, flip, uh, anything you wanted to do. They, they let you get away with it. Um, our girls did a great job of not falling into, into that trap. Um, because a lot of a lot of kids can get caught up in, well, this person is able to get, get away with it. Why can't we? Um, so our young ladies did a great job with not falling into that trap, like I said, and playing the game the right way, um, which led us to an undefeated regular season. And then we transitioned uh, into playoffs, right? So during the playoffs, um, first round, same thing. Like it was like you know what you can run, you can jump, you can flip, you can dip, um, whatever you want to do. Um, but they called it a little bit more closer. So during the playoffs, we had a lot more traveling calls, had a lot more double dribbles. Um, a lot more foul calls, a lot more free throws. Um, so they called the game a lot tighter. Um, then we went into the semifinal game, and it got a lot more tighter. Um, we called a lot more calls, a lot more double dribbles, a lot more foul calls, so we shot more free throws. Um, so the game went longer. Right? Then the championship game, we called everything. Right, champion chain. We called everything. We called every double dribble. We called every travel. Um, we called every foul, um, which our girls were prepared for because we've been, you know, getting taught that the entire year. To where we transitioned to those games and then monitors, but it, it it begged me to question to say, during the year, were we not doing these kids a disservice? not calling these calls earlier, right? So elementary is all about fundamentals, teaching the game. Um, and I felt like at the end of the season, though we won it, I feel like a lot of officials did our girls disservice because they were like, well, we can call something every play. Okay, so in elementary, just as much as we're teaching the game, officials need to teach the game as well um, so we can prepare them for the next level. Right, so a lot of a lot of teams that we played got a bit discouraged during the the playoffs because it was like, you know what, like you weren't calling this earlier. Why are you calling this now? 
right? So they kind of got immune to being able to do certain things to where now in the playoffs and crunch time, it got taken away from them, like, because it's illegal, right? So, yeah, it's up to the coaches to teach and coach the kids as well. But it's also up to officials during that time in elementary and that development stage to teach our kids as well, right? So it goes hand in hand. Um, then you transition to the middle school game, okay? Middle school games now are officiated in a way where, hey, you prepare for high school. <laughs> like, um, But during the middle school game, the parents and the spectators get a little more edgy, right? So I think that's when you first deal with in the school setting, it's when you first deal with that criticism um, in regards to the official, right? Because then now you have some type of competitive nature in it, right? So now, as an official, you're getting that hostile parent, you're getting that hostile fan, that coach, um, this is your first setting of, you know what, I could be fired as a coach, right? People think middle school coaches don't get fired. Man, I know a couple of middle school coaches that have got fired. Like, <laughs> legitly fired, right? But this is the time where that takes precedent, right? This is when the time where the coach is trying to, like I said before, up a level, Coach is trying to transition his game from a middle school coach to a high school coach, right? So these games become more important um, because you're getting evaluated by whether you're the corporation that you're in, the athletic director. Um, you get evaluated on the development of your, your players. Um, that's why you have a middle school AD. Um, the same thing. They want what's best for their players, Right. So when it comes to officiating that game, you dictate a lot more of if this coach is going to get hired or fired, right? More than you think. You might not think you don't, but you do as an official because some of the calls y'all make, that small little call you make towards the end of the game can cost this man the job, right? So in regards to officiating, I feel like it, it, it's more pressure the moment you move up from that elementary to that middle school level. Um, like I said, the referees are being evaluated as well. Um, the physicality is a little bit more. Um, and depending on the style of game it is, it's how the refs going to call the game, right? You might got some refs that call it tight from the beginning. You got some officials that let the game be a little bit more physical, a little bit more intense. And then if it gets too crazy, too physical, too intense, it's like, you know what? We got to slow it down. We're going to call this foul, right? Or we're going to call this hand check. So you could have been letting it go all year. I mean, all game. I'm sorry. All game. But then we transition. And now it's a little bit too more physical. And you're like, I'm done. Look, I'm calling this. Right? So as you become um, – more in a competitive nature in regards to games, the type of officiating changes, right? Um, understanding as officials that they don't see everything. I had to, I had to learn that because when I was a player, it was calls. I was like, man, he had to see. 
Like they had to see that handshake. They had to see that foul. Had to see that slap on the arm. Officials are human. Right? Even now when I play, um, I still get frustrated sometimes. Because it's like, you got to see this. Like, we ain't see it. Like, it's a such thing called human error. Right? There's such thing called mistakes and missing calls. Um, We're all not perfect on our jobs. Right? And we expect officials to be perfect. But nobody's perfect. Right? No matter how how much we, we want it to be true. Right. They're going to miss calls. They're going to make mistakes. Um, but the best thing I ever had an official say to me, right, it was this year. Okay. And one of our players, we're playing a rivalry game. Right. So school I coach at now, they lost to this school the year before. Okay. And we're playing a rivalry game. One of our best players. Beat a kid to the spot, right? Beating right to the spot, and ref calls a block. So we all in the uproar, like, what? What, he, what is he supposed to do? Ref told us he ain't do nothing wrong. So we looking like, well, why you call a block? He said that's what I felt like calling. So we said he was in position. He was in the right spot. You beat him to the spot. And you call charge. I mean, you call a block. Say, yeah, that's what I felt like calling. Right? Game ended. We're in a hospitality room. Official comes up to us and said, man, I made a bad call. He's like, yeah, I take ownership, man. That wasn't no charge. I made a bad call. Right, not that that we won. We won the win in the game, okay. But at that moment, we irked because we like that one play that you know you missed could have cost us the game and his job. Officials hold so much weight on games. Like a lot of people want to be like, oh no, the players decide the games. Yeah, for the most part, but. It's a lot of officials out here that hold grudges. But they don't like a coach. They didn't like when he was a player. So it's like I'm just going, I'm just going dog him every time I get him. Every time I get this kid as a player, I'm just going dog him. He ain't gonna get no calls from me. Right? So you you coming in with that mindset, and as coaches, we we feel it. We can see it. Right? Like we can genuinely see when an official is not calling the game the way everybody else is calling. And like I got a lot of close friends who are officials, a lot of OGs who are officials who officiate the game. Right? So, you know, me having this conversation is coming from a player and coach perspective. Right? We, you can't as an official hold grudges because it affects the way you call the game. I feel like we need to have a, a moments of honesty. Like if I'm an official and I, and I get assigned this game, I need to be like, hey, you know what? I can't take this game. Why? I don't really care for their coach. I don't like their coach. 
we got a vendetta with one another. Like, we need to be able to say that. Like, we have to be able to say that. Because then that helps us say, you know what, at least you're an honest person, you're a truthful person. And your your willingness to call the game the right way and understand your biases is 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 going to be acceptable. Like you know, like you know your bias. You know, like I can't effectively call this game the right because I don't like this person. Or I don't like this coach. Or I had it out with this player. Because we're all we're all human. Right? So if I, if I don't like you as a person, right? I'm probably not going to call the game as effective as I should call it in your favor. We all got signs of pettiness with us, right? We all petty. We all got some petty moments, right? So how can I effectively officiate this game morally if if, if I don't like you? I, I can't. I can't effectively do that, right? I can't effectively call the game the, the way it should be called sometimes because I might have a grudge of a bias against you. Like, that's just a factual statement. That's just how it goes. That's just how the world works. Um, that's just the, that's just some of the some of the things that we have to deal with. Like, and, you, you know, people can say, well, you know, you got to be mature. And, yeah, people say that. Like, like you know that. Like, but we gotta, we just gotta understand. Like, if I can't effectively do this the, the right way, I don't need to be officiating this game. Like, like I said, officials hold a lot of weight, a lot of weight, more weight than they think they do. They hold it. So if, if I, if I can't effectively do that, then I need to I need to move on. Like we need to we need to move on because like like I said I can't I can't fully officiate this game in the way it needs to be officiated. I need to I need to move on because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it a hundred percent hundred and ten percent, right? So like I said, you know officials officials are are key, right? And like I said, you and as an official, you gotta be able to understand the mental space and mental capacity that comes with this game. You're going to get critique. You're going to get yelled at. You're going to get cussed at. Um, as a player, you players are, are are asked to block all that out, right? So when we're on the floor, players are asked, you know what? Don't respond to fans. Don't look at fans. Stay in your lane. Stay in your level. Uh, stay focused on the game and the task at hand. Well, officials need to understand the same thing. As an official, we got to understand, like, somebody going to say F you in the stands. You made a terrible call. They're going to say that. But you, as an official, have to remain professional enough to not address it. Sometimes officials look too much in the stands and worried about what people saying about them, the referee in this game. That's how y'all miss a lot of calls. That's like as a player. I used to get into it with fans all the time. 
And then as I got older, I start blocking out a lot of things. I start playing like, why am I even paying attention to you? Like you, you paying to watch me play. Why am I paying attention to you? But as mature, you had to mature and understand that. You know what I mean? Like officials need to be held to the same standard. Understanding relationships. I, I, I'll never forget, man, I had an official uh, a couple years ago, man, Desmond Bain, who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. He played in our conference, okay? And big-time player in Indiana, big-time player in our conference. And as y'all can see, his games continue to grow um, in the NBA, okay? Um, we're, my high school is about to play him, and we literally – the head varsity ref came to the JV game to watch Desmond Bain warm up. Literally came before the JV game. Cause everybody know, you know, like 30 minutes before the varsity guys come out, warm up, get their shots up, get loose. He came to watch Desmond Bain warm up. Like, you know, gave him a hug, signed an autograph, and then you came and officiated our game. So from a fan perspective, I'm looking like I just watched you fanboying by warming up. Watch you fanboying, right? Watch you watch you be all on his nutsack. And now you gotta go officiate the game. And he got every call that game from this one official, the same official that before the game shook his hand, watched him warm up, gave him a hug, took a picture. Like, how can you, without bias, call that game? Right? So we got to be able to understand that. Like, as coaches, we, we understand you're not going to call everything. We understand you're going to miss some things. But that's just like a black eye right there and to me, to my eyes. Um, as a player, you're watching an official talk to a, a player before the game and hugs and things of that nature. It's like you need to find a way to stay as further away from that as possible. Right? And, and me as a coach, I got a lot of friends that officiated our games, you know, don't say hey to me, don't give me a hug. Um, but they also do the same with the other official. Like, so the relationships show in regards to within the game, but it's equal. My relationship is completely different than your relationship with this person. Like, our relationships are different. But what they'll never do is for a game, they won't show, hey, I know Malik. Like, and a lot of my friends that are officials, when I'm coaching on the sideline, they tend to not give me any calls. <laughs> and they know what I'm talking about. They watch the podcast. They tend not to give me any calls as an official. But they, they which is great, they tend to do it because they don't want the biasness. Hey, Malik got that call because you know Malik. But then it hurts our kids because it's like, hey, I know Malik, so I can't get this call out. It's like, 
right? So even on both ends, like when you got relationships, personal relationships with these individuals, you got to find a way to break break that up and say, you know what, I can't officiate this game to the to the best of my ability because of the biases. Um, the the high school game is more. Um, how can I say the officiating in a high school game? You got some terrible officials, and you got some really good officials. Um, you got some officials who are personable, understanding, that'll talk to you. Then you got some straight a holes that just think, "I don't got to say nothing to you. Who are you?" Like, and that's what I mean. You got to be able to be pers- personable when you're official. Like you gotta, you gotta be able to be a people person. I think. In regards when you're being an official, like you have to, you have to be able to officiate the game. You have to be able to have let individual and coaches talk to you. Like you have to, because like it's a respect thing. Like you don't, you don't, you don't always got to be the a hole. Like. Hey, I don't got. I ain't talking to you. Be quiet. Shut up. This is the only time in these four quarters that you feel like you can just tell me something like that. And that and that's just my thing. Like this is the only time you are capable to talk to me any old kind of way like that. Cause you wouldn't do it if we wasn't between these four lines. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have said that to me. You wouldn't have disrespected me. You damn sure wouldn't have told me to shut up. But during these this basketball court, these four lines, you know, you got the, the baseline, which is two, the sideline. You feel like you can just say what you want to say. And then you have the utmost authority that you can be disrespectful to me. And once I respond in a, in a manner that you don't like, you can give me a technical file. Which 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 hurts my team, right? What's the accountability in that? So let's make this make sense. We we joke at my school with that because my son started this thing like that. Don't make no sense. It don't. You as you as you as an official can be demeaning, disrespectful, um, degrading. All the above. And the moment me as a coach or a player says anything to you that you don't like, you have the ability to to give me a technical foul or, you know, throw me out the game. And now you can pretty much target me the rest of the game. And you have no... How can I say? You have no consequences on your actions. None at all. And that makes no sense. Like, that makes no sense. So that's why I said as an official, you have the opportunity, you hold a lot of power and hold a lot of weight. You can use that power in a positive manner, you can abuse that power. A lot of officials now are abusing it. So that's where drama comes in, in from spectators and coaches and players is just it's no honesty, no camaraderie. Like, you're not held to a standard where you are you get punished for the things you do, right? And like I said, in the high school level, I had an incident two years ago, right? I'm, I'm 
coaching at a local school. And uh, we went and played in a all-white town, known for racism, known for disrespect, known for degrading comments towards individuals of color, right? So we're playing at this game. And during the entire game, um, I'm getting called by fans to N-word, right? Entire game. So games down to the wire. The crazy thing is they, they, the team we played against had a black kid on their team. Had an African-American kid on their team, right? Game going down to the wire. And uh, game over. I feel like the ref should have called this call. Ref didn't call the call. Towards the end of the game, I said, man, you got to call that. He tells me, who the fuck are you talking to? Excuse my language. Game over with now. I said, huh? He said, N-word, who are you to talk to me? I turned and looked at him and said, I don't know who the F you talking to, but you ain't talking to me. Again, this is the only time you feel like you can address this in this manner. It's through these four lines. So, you know, game's over with. Like, this is all in the midst of the game's over with, okay? We walk in to shake hands. I'm not paying attention to him. The official trying to arrest me from behind. My coach stopped him. I turn in here to mark the ruckus. I turn around and look. I said, what you going to do? He said, I ain't going to let no N-word talk to me like that. I said, I'll knock you the... Right, so all this... Happened in the course of action. The official gives me a, the other official gives me a tag. Mind you, the game over with. He gives me a tag. Right. We go through the back of the locker room. The official trying to rush me at the end of the locker. Mind you, we behind the bleaching now. You trying to rush me? Okay. Nothing happened. We leave. I get suspended again. Okay. Now, mind you, I, I man up from my me cussing and yelling back at the official. So I'm going to knock him out, okay. I'll take that. Right? You give me a suspension. At the same time, I'll report that official because the official reported me. What you think happened to the official? Nothing. He officiated the next night. Officiated Tuesday night. Officiated Thursday night. Officiated in the sectional, officiated in the regional. Mind you, I reported the incident to his superior, right? But because it's a referee shortage, there's nothing much he can do. So as coaches, like I said, we get reprimanded for the things that we do, but as officials, you're not held to a different standard. You're not held to the same standard we are. I'm sorry. You're not held to the same standard. Officials get away with murder because nobody wants the job. So since nobody wants this job, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do or say whatever you want to say with no repercussion. Let's make that make sense. Right? Let's make that make sense. So now the next time, so this is the crazy thing about it, like I said, once I reported the official, I made a post on Facebook, um, did everything that I needed to do. Um, 
Next couple games, we get no calls. No calls. I mean, players getting slapped, players getting pushed, individuals stepping out of bounds. We get no calls. Right? Because the officiating game, they stick together. Hey, you coach Blue River, you see that black guy on the staff, don't get them no calls. And we literally ain't getting no calls. None. Rest of the season. Crazy thing is, we won our section in that year. That was the COVID year. We we were really good. We would have, I think we would have went to semi state. Uh, but we won our section. Then they called the season on. Right? But like I said, we we went through that phase where we ain't getting nothing. At all. Right? But that had a lot to do with because when you went against one official, I don't want to I went against all of them. So then it goes back to the biasness they had against us already. Why officiate that game? Why officiate the game? If you if you can't call it the right way, why officiate the game? Same thing, you know, I went to a then we get to the high school, and this is high school level. I went to a regional champ, a regional semifinal game, semifinal game yesterday, and watched seven missed in front of their face calls. Seven of them. Kids stepped out of bounds, like blatantly steps out of bounds in front of your face, and you don't call it. Files, you're not calling. I mean, blatant slap, blatant slap on the wrist, files, not calling. So how, like, you supposed to be one of the cream of the crop. How are we missing these calls? And and this, like I said, it's, it's big time basketball now. It's big time. You, you can't miss them calls when seasons are on the line. It's playoff time. Like You can't miss those calls. They miss them calls. Right? Watch a college game yesterday. Dude step out of bounds, whole foot out of bounds. Gets a steal, whole foot out of bounds. Run in the red face. How you miss that? That one play can go between a win or a loss. That one play you're not calling out of bounds can take a coach's job. So like I said, officials play a major part in the game. You play a part in the wins or the losses. You play a part on how I can feed my family. Like You play a major part in the game. So take ownership and responsibility in this part of the game. It's three of you on the floor for a reason. All three need to be on the same page. I'd have been in games where one person calling it one way, another person calling it a different way. The person at the bottom ain't calling nothing. Like we we gotta we gotta be on the same page. And that put, provides less stress. 
on coaches, on players, on fans. And understand, like, you, you're going to get criticized. You probably get criticized by coworkers in your job. But you know that when you sign up for it. But if you're going to take the job, take the job honestly and do it to the best of your ability. That's how you become successful. Exactly how you come become successful. Um, like I said, I officiate in some. I'm not the best official at all. Uh, but if you respectful of me, I'm respectful to you. The player of you disrespect. I just can't, I don't take disrespect because I feel like this is the only time you feel like you can disrespect me and get away with it. It's the only time I feel like you feel like I can say what I want to say, and because of who he is, he only respond to me in this magnitude in this way. Like this is what it is. Like I said, officiating is a thankless job, man. Officiating is a hard job. It's a thankless job. It's a job that nobody really wants to do. You know, so I appreciate every official that we have. I appreciate individuals that take their time out to officiate the game and teach the young people. Um, Because without without you individuals, we can't even play the game. Can't even, wouldn't even have a game of basketball if it wasn't for you. Seasons would be canceled. Games would be canceled. Um, but also when it comes with that, you have to understand the responsibility that comes with that. The ownership that comes with that and doing it to the best of your ability, which is huge. It's a huge part in it. Um, once again, like I said, we're going to be back on our regularly scheduled, man. This is the Hoop Nerd Podcast. Um, we have a lot of things that's about to jump off. Um, we have a lot of um, individuals I wanted to get to be a part of the podcast. Um, a lot of interviews we want to put in place to put together on the podcast. Um I'm going to reach out to a couple of my officials, friends, uh, so we can learn a little bit when it comes to the game of basketball. Things they look at, the different rotations, the areas that they have, um, just to try to give you some insight deeper on the game of basketball. Like I said, that's only from one perspective from what I'm seeing as a player and as a coach, and they have their perspectives as well. Um, once again, also, this podcast this episode was brought to you by the Lady Rockets basketball team. Um, like I said, they be up, they've been up on the whole screen the entire um, podcast because these ladies deserve the love and respect. Um, it was a joy to coach them. Um, we legitimately only had two people that played before, really one and a half that ever played the game before, and to go undefeated is pretty a lot of talented individuals during the game. It's exciting. Um, so these young ladies definitely deserve um, a round of applause. They deserve um, the respect. Um, so that's why I kept them up the whole time, man. Like I said, we won it. It wasn't about me. Um, it was definitely about these young ladies um, experiencing winning a championship. A lot of people don't get an opportunity to even know what it feels like to win a championship at any level. Um, so these young ladies actually had the opportunity to win their first championship. Hopefully they'll see more in the near future, but I just want them to be able to remember this moving forward. So I got the podcast, man. So I decided to dedicate this whole episode to the Lady Rockets basketball team, the Northview Elementary Lady Rockets basketball team, fourth and fifth graders. Um, we had 15 girls on our team. I didn't cut anybody. Um, which was big and also tried to play everybody. So um, big round of applause for these young ladies. Um, and once again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Hoop Nerd Podcast. 
Um, if you have any friends, any suggestions, you want to come on, talk, debate. Um, this March Madness coming up. I do want to do a March Madness segment. Um, I'm going to do my bracketology, man. I'm going to see who, you know, who I think going to win the whole thing. Um, when they decide to come up, both ladies and the men. Uh, man, I'm a huge Villanova fan. Um, and during the ladies, I'm definitely a South Carolina Gamecock fan. Dawn Staley, um, Philadelphia. So I'm Philadelphia biased, so don't ask me who to choose because that's what I'm picking, Philadelphia all the way. Um, so once again, thank you for tuning in to the Hoop Nerd Podcast. We appreciate you guys stopping in and look forward to next week's episode. Hoop Nerd!